Everybody asks this question. Not many people know the answer or have a good answer. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you my 15 years of experience with this process. I've trained with about 30, 40, 50 different teams. I've played in four or five different countries. Through that time, I've got many, many trials. I'm going to tell you guys how I got trials with the Australian under 20 national team. I went to the the, the camp, the training camp. Um, I was invited by the, the coach at the time, Jan Vesailen. Uh, he invited me to come train at the Australian Institute of Sport. I'm going to tell you how I, how I got that. I've had trials with teams like AFC Wimbledon, <laughs> FC Volendam, uh, which is in Holland, Montrose in Scotland, Hungarian teams, Swiss teams, professional level, semi-professional level. Um, I'm going to give you some real, real advice. First thing I want to tell you guys is that getting a football trial is not just about like contacting someone and then just getting a trial. Um, getting a football trial takes, takes a couple of things. So one, you're going to need a football CV. A football CV is basically something that shows your experience in football, just as you'd have a CV for work, uh, which outlines the kind of your experience, your ambition, a bit about your background, your skills, your education, your qualification. A football CV does pretty much exactly the same thing, but tells your experience football wise and the things are, that are that are important football wise. So that is one of the first things you need, a football CV. The second thing you're going to need is a cover letter. A cover letter is basically what you send to coaches, let's say in an email, um, a cover letter can even take the form of a, of a pitch. Uh, when I say pitch, I don't mean football pitch. I mean a pitch in terms of a verbal, um, verbal thing, verbal conversation, verbal, uh, conversation that you have with a coach, um, or might, might be a director of a football club or something. So a cover letter is something which explains something like example, Hi, my name is Nick Humphreys. Uh, I'm 17 years old. I'm a footballer uh, that has played the game for 15 years in countries like Australia, Holland, Switzerland, and England. And during that time, I've played with semi-professional and child with professional teams. I'd love to know about the possibilities of um, getting a, a involved in a training session in your club. In that cover letter, you might put in a, a sentence somewhere there at the start or at the end, something like why you want to join the club because many, many of these clubs, many of these clubs, they get emails, dozens of emails all the time from players who want to join the club. And so if you personalize it a bit and say why you want to join that club, maybe you like, you've heard good things about the coach or maybe the, the team have good facilities or maybe, um, maybe, you're friends with a couple of the players or you you just want to take your game to the highest level possible and you know that that being a part of the team maybe is your stepping stone and your chance to do that so if you personalize it a bit and say something like uh i am a attacking midfielder and i really enjoy watching your style of play particularly in the game that i saw against fc edmonton um, or something like that. Things that personalize make you stand out. It's not generic. So next thing you got to do is this. Now, this is where I really get into the, the seven ways to get a football trial. Oh, actually guys, I forgot one thing. 
once you got your CV, CV, your cover letter, you should also have a video, okay? Um, a CV was maybe very important 10 years ago, but now in the age of YouTube and video online, people love to see videos, especially highlight videos. Um, instead of me blabbering on about what you should include in your video, all I'm going to say is this. Go to my YouTube channel, my personal one, Nick Humphreys. Uh, you don't even have to go to the channel. Just search in YouTube, guys. Nick Humphreys highlight video. Nick Humphreys highlight video. You'll see a video that I created back in 2010, 2011. And the feedback that I got on this video from coaches, players, etc., was quite incredible. Um, for me, as egotistical as it sounds, it's a pretty good video. <laughs> Um, and it's got all the stuff you need in there that I'm telling you guys, just copy the format of that video, copy the information that I included in that video and replace the clips for your, of your, your own, <laughs> obviously. And, um, you'll stand a pretty good chance of when you start contacting clubs. So here we go. Without further ado, you got those three things you're armored with. It's your weaponry. You've got everything you need to start your journey in now trying to find a football tryout. Here is step number one. Football scouts. Um, football scouts are the most common ways or common way um, players will receive a trial. Typically, this happens when, let's say, you're 12, 13, or maybe even 8. But let's say between the ages of 8 and uh, 18, typically, um, there will be a football scout who can link you with a club. Now, a football scout is never going to be the one that makes a decision on whether you join a club or not. A scout is a connector to a coach. The scout is a connector to the director of a club. Um, let's give an example of you, yourself, uh, playing in a match, okay? It's a Saturday afternoon. You're playing in a, a cup final match. It's, it's, it's April. And the, a coach of FC Blue, I'm just going to say FC Blue because there's a, a blue exercise ball here. FC Blue, the coach of FC Blue is looking for a striker. He has told his scouts, look, I need a 15 to 16-year-old striker um, who's strong, fast, and and uh, who's strong and fast and tall, let's say. The scout then starts looking for ways he can find this type of player. How he will do this is start researching the games, possibly contacting coaches, but also to start researching the games in the local area. Now, he or she might find out about this game with FC Blue, Blue versus FC Red happening in the vicinity on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. And the scout will rock up there unannounced. Scouts usually always turned up unannounced. And like the reason why a scout turns up unannounced is because it would completely change the behavior of players there if they knew a scout was coming or a scout was there to look for a specific player. A scout wants to see you, what you do when no one's looking, you know, um, or you expect that no one's looking. This shows the true character of an individual and how he plays a role in his team. So a scout will rock up may watch the match and will have this kind of criteria in mind. 
what kind of mandate has he been given by a coach? Um, and that coach can be looking, like I said, for a tall, big striker or a specific type of defender. Maybe it's a pacey wingback or a pacey winger or a set piece taker or a midfield maestro, central midfielder, holding midfield type. It can be any position, but obviously coaches are going to have gaps in their squad and they're going to want good players to fill them. So that's one. That's how you can get a football trial, get seen by a football scout. Now, um, my, my piece of advice with this, my last piece of advice with this, with the scout kind of thing is you never know who's going to be watching you. So always give it your best. Always give it your best. Uh, and that's actually uh, something that John Moses, uh, John Moses told me wise words of advice one day. Um, because for John Moses, that's exactly how he made a professional career in Europe and around the world. Um, was when no one, when he thought no one was looking, there was someone looking. So always give your best, guys. Second step, guys. Football agents. A football agent's main job is to advertise you to a club. They're an advertiser, okay? Um, an agent might have, let's say, 5, 10, 15, 20 players under their roster. Um, and basically, their job is to advertise you, the player, to a football club. You're basically like, let's say, a product on a supermarket shopping shelf, okay? You got uh, player number one, player number two, player number three. They all lined up like this. And basically, it's 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 <laughs> coaches are going to walk by or directors of football clubs or recruiters or whatever are going to walk by this shopping shelf and pick one, pick one out. That's the best analogy I can give of what a, a football agent does. What the football agent does is make you look as good as possible and make sure that you, the product on that supermarket shopping shelf gets bought by players or gets picked up by someone. So they can make you look uh, good. Um, a good agent is going gonna, is gonna to have the right kind of people who are in the market um, shopping for a product like you. And, and what is going to stand stand out for an agent to select you is how how good you could look on that shelf you could look so that's why agents always appreciate um things that will will back up or give validation to your quality as a player that might be national team experience youth national team experience that might be playing for a big name club um that's recognized and and well known and the sooner you have these kind of these kind of well-known recognized clubs or national teams or achievements even on your on your CV, um, the better it is and the more attractive it is in the agent's eyes to a coach or a club or someone that they can basically sell you to or market to. In return, the agent is going to pick up a commission, which means a percentage of your salary in return for, for promoting you. And um, I'll give you my personal experience, guys. Um, I've had a football agent in the past. I signed my first exclusive football agent agency contract at the age of 18 with a, with a football agent in Australia. Now, that football agent in Australia supposedly had 
quite uh, lots of connections around Europe and around Australia. I signed a two-year deal with him on an exclusive contract, meaning that he had the sole rights, the only person in the world who could uh, represent me. Looking back, that was a bad decision, simply because that meant that meant that I'm locked to one agent. So if you ever look for agents, guys. Um, or agent contacts you, make sure it's a non-exclusive agreement. So you're not just locked to that one agent finding you a club. Make sure it's it's non-exclusive. So lots of agents can help promote you. Um, the problem, what happened with me is, uh, for example, I went to Scotland for about two months. I trained with a club called Montrose in the Scottish League 2. Although it was a it was a... <laughs> A testing experience as a 17, 18 year old. What I learned was that that agents, most of the time, in my experience, don't do anything. There, there, there can be a lot of scumbags out there. And you got to be very careful with who you work with or who contacts you. And if they ask for money upfront, never accept it. That is a telltale sign of a scam. And there are lots of scams out there. You know, FIFA don't regulate who is an agent very well. So my advice for agents, be very wary. If you do get an offer from an agent, uh, uh, make sure it's non-exclusive. Make sure you don't pay any money and make sure you don't put all your hopes into that agent finding you a club. Now, a few of you might be asking, well, how do I get in contact with an agent? How do I find an agent? Here's my advice with that. Don't find an agent. If you want to take your game to the next level, and if you're good enough, an agent will find you. Simple. But if you really do want to contact one because, you know, you're just a hustler and uh, you, want to, you want to explore every potential avenue, there are FIFA agent lists on, I believe, the FIFA website. So they have a, uh, essentially this accredited list of, of agents that supposedly have been approved by FIFA. It's all... You know, I, I, w- I wouldn't trust it. I had an agent on there, which was also on the FIFA list in my region, but he turned out being a scumbag. So um, be very careful and keep those keep those uh, things in mind. That is step number two. We've got more steps to go. And again, guys, this is telling you guys my, my practical practical advice because I've been in your shoes I've, 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 like I said, I've, I've had trials with 20, 30, 40 different clubs. So if there's anyone to give advice, um, and not make the same mistakes as well that I did growing up, uh, you can really rely on me guys. Cause I've been there in your shoes. So next step, and this is a very hot topic right now. Very hot topic. You guys have heard, <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about this. Um, you guys have heard of open trials and football trial days very popular companies right now are uk football trials pfsa the professional football scouts and association um you have many many uh setups now of companies running these open trials and how that basically works guys is is here's basically how it works i'm just trying to formulate it You basically have someone that organizes, okay, let's say it's me, okay? I'm, um, I want to put on an event 
a showcase event, an open trial where I want a hundred players to come. Okay. And I'm going to run out of pitch. I'm going to get a, going to get some coaches to do some, um, some coaching to the players, to get them to do some exercises and maybe run a game later. So I'm going to get a hundred players and I'm going to pay, I'm going to charge them 50 pounds each to come attend this trial. Some companies charge even more. For example, I think UK football trials charge something like a hundred pound for some trials. Um, and when you do the math, when they get a hundred players to an event, well, it's a lot of money. Now, basically what uh, I would do now as the person organizing the event, Nick's football trial company, I get these hundred players to come across. They're paying 50 pound or a hundred pound. And now I'm using some of the costs to cover these coaches that are coming, cover the cost of the pitch and cover the costs of some scouts coming. Now, uh, in my, my experience, these scouts are actually, um, but I've gone to some trials, which the scouts are actually, you know, they're not really scouts at all. It's just kind of BS. And there are some events where the scouts are actually legit. For example, to the UK football trial event that I did go to did have some genuine uh, scouts attend. So if you do want to get seen in front of scouts, could be a good opportunity for you to go attend one of these events. But, but you guys have to understand that these are companies holding these events and they are in it to make a profit. The math I just told you, 100 players paying, let's say 100 pounds each, that's 10,000 pounds minus maybe a couple of hundred pounds in costs, getting some scouts together, whatever. It's a very profitable business and you have to be very careful in, in what a company is, is promising and the success stories. Even the success stories, I'd be very wary. Now, I have a lot of respect for the UK football trials people, but in my experience with them and what I've heard from, from others' experiences, by the way, I, I really like those guys. Uh, Harry Price, love that guy. He's a really nice guy. But, but they unfortunately, a um, little bit of, of, let's say, uh, misunderstanding, misleading in terms of how many play, players have actually been scouted. What I mean scouted is, is when a scout requests your details, that doesn't necessarily mean you're being scouted. Scouted is, is what happens when the scout makes contact and maybe organizes a trial or organizes a few training sessions. Now, I, I'm happy to say that my experience, I did get a, f a f uh, offer, a few offers to train with certain different clubs because I, I, was, I was scouted, actually scouted in that definition, scouted for one of those events. But I know also other players which are scouted, meaning the details were requested, but a scout or whoever never got in contact with them. And I've been told by other scouts and coaches that technically that shouldn't count someone as being scouted if only your details are being requested. So be very careful with that. I know I'm rambling on and waffling on a little bit about all this stuff, but just be very careful with and, and read between the lines of what these companies tell you and be wary about how much you pay and be wary about the quality that's also on offer. Open football trials typically backed a standard of, of players, which is uh, 
let's say maybe even subpar to the the standard you're playing now because anybody can join and they can be overweight they can be they can be former professionals when you mix these together it doesn't necessarily make the best um sometimes the best environment for you to shine right so also keep that stuff in mind one trial that i would definitely recommend if you guys are thinking of coming to england are thinking of coming to the uk is the pfsa professional football scouts association this is a trial that happens in just near manchester in preston i'm glad to say that train effective and effective fc has a very good relationship with them so so if you were looking for summer camps to do and stuff like that definitely check out in residence train effective in residence you can you can access the page at traineffective.com slash in residence or just go to traineffective.com and make sure you check the in residence link i believe we have this kind of event in june that's going to happen also in partnership with them and uh it's going to be a great chance for for talented players to to get noticed so there's a tip for you word of advice hope that helps some of these football trials in the in the past that I've been to, I've got to play at uh, West Ham Stadium. West Ham, um, West Ham Stadium, what's the name? It was not the Olympic Stadium, it was Upton Park, the old one. Um, I've also played at uh, MK Dons, at the Dons Stadium. So I've had some uh, really, really good times with that as well. Tip number four, guys, email. Email coaches and clubs. Now, the first three tools that I, that I armed you guys with was a football CV, it was also a uh, cover letter and it was also a video. If you got these three things now, you can start emailing coaches. How do you do that? Okay. Well, first of all, look at a club's website. Sometimes a contact information will have a general like info at fcblue.com or whatever. Um, look at every single club that you want to play for in your local area and find those emails. Okay. In my experience, I've contacted say contacted say 100 clubs, and maybe I get back five replies. So don't expect a reply from anyone. Honestly, if you get a reply, be very humble, be respectful, and if they do offer you um, to come in and have a training session, well, great. That's how you basically get in touch with a club. It's as simple as that. Cover letter is your email, uh, and you attach your CV, and also attach that video and. If a coach is interested or whatever, assistant coach, they will get in contact with you and they will reply. 95% of the time, it doesn't happen, especially at the higher levels, high semi-professional, professional level. So if you don't get a reply, do not be disheartened. Keep trying, keep pushing and try maybe, let's say, uh, the, the, the six other steps I've listed. That's number four. Number five, number five private full-time football academies what a private full-time football academy is is basically you go live in a kind of residential football camp and you go live you might go play football and study at this kind of facility um, and you train every day and the goal of these private football academies is to get you placed into a professional club i'm not sure how popular these things are these days i don't know what's like hot as in terms of like what residential camps there are. Um, I know of a couple. I know the IMG Academy in, uh, in the USA. I knew back five, 10 years ago of one called Football CV Academy. Football CV, I don't know if they do anymore. So, so these things have always kind of been around at least for the last decade or so. And what they basically do, they might charge anywhere between 20,000 pounds to 
60,000 US dollars in the US. I know that's something like what the IMG Academy um, charges for one year of residential experience. And, and you basically do that and you, you live there. Um, yeah, look, it's a big financial commitment. I know, I don't know, I'm not too sure about the success rate, but it is an option for you to get a, a tryout. The only only thing is like, you know, how 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 desperate are you? How much you need this? Have you exhausted every other opportunity available to you? Do you need a private camp like this? Uh, these questions are very subjective. It's very much on your personal ability and your your personal goals and your ambition. So keep that stuff in mind. Uh, but at least I, I'm giving you guys the option of what you could do. And yeah, joining one of these things is a very subjective thing. It's very personal. And uh, you really need to assess your ability and your financial commitments from either yourself or your parents to see, is this really like a feasible solution? So that's number five. Two more ways, guys. By the way, I also know ProDirect Soccer Academy has one. But again, be wary. Just like I said in step number three, these are pri- usually private companies. They're out to make a profit. And you really got to be careful with how this money is invested. Be careful. Number six are football coaches. Number six can be football coaches. They can be personal connections or they can be your mentors. This is by far the most effective way you can earn a football trial because a coach, uh, if they've been in the game a long time, uh, are going to have connections and maybe, maybe they'll even have connections to higher level clubs, maybe even professional clubs. And if you can get, make a good relationship with a coach or a mentor, you can you can get recommended to a football club. Um, and how do you make how do you meet a football coach? How do you make that connection? Well, it's basically you know you join a club. Maybe the football coach will have a very good relationship with the director of the football club, and that director used to play for Chelsea. Um, or maybe that director knows a scout for Liverpool, or maybe the coach's friend, they grew up playing together, and now the coach's friend is now a coach at um, at Sydney FC. Like, things can happen all in this way, and if you're good enough, and if you're putting in the work every day, and if you have open conversations with your coach about you want to play at the next level, and you're looking for help to try and get there, and the coach also believes in you, then you can get an opportunity this way. Um, And this is by far, out of all the seven steps I've listed, this is the best way. You can't hack your way into a high-level club. You have to be good enough. You have to be good enough. And even if you, you do one of these open trials, even if you do a private football camp even i'm just reading listing even if you do football agents whatever the end of the day you have to be good enough and if a coach sees that coach sees you're good enough coach really believes in you then you guys are going to work hand in hand to become successful because a coach's job at the end of the day is to help you become a better player and if he can help you become a better player and even help you join playing at the high level well wow what an achievement that is for him so football coaches Find a good one, um, train with the clubs in your area, 
and, you know, do some background research of the football coaches in your area and try and make a relationship with these people, reach out to them and, and hustle. And everybody's reachable these days, LinkedIn, online, email, Instagram, even they're all there. And, uh, if you're good enough, you can make it. So last step guys, number seven, LinkedIn. Wow. I did a video about this. I believe it was day 97, 98 of the 100 day challenge. And guys, this was a very popular video. I got a lot of comments about this using LinkedIn to get a football trial. Now, this is what LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is a social network for professionals. I don't mean football professionals. I mean, professionals like business professionals, which can work in any industry. These professionals can work in football. They can work in banking. They can work in music. They can work in anything. And what what you can do is, what exists, let's say, what exists on LinkedIn are, are a lot of football professionals, football coaches, football players, football technical directors, football marketers, football people. And what you can do on LinkedIn is use it as your weapon to get in contact with the people you want to get in contact with. For example, I've used LinkedIn successfully to share my own highlight video with someone that was a scout for a club called FC Volendam in Holland. Um, FC Volendam was a was a second division. Maybe they're in the first division now. It was a second division Dutch club, uh, and I someone saw my video, a football scout, and that football scout shared it with the coach, and I ended up having a, a one week trial there, which ended up being extended into six weeks. And what a bloody experience I had, guys! Like playing with former Ajax players playing with former Dutch national team players, like playing with some of the best of the best. And man, what it, I'm just looking back on the experience now. That was amazing. Whew. That was incredible going to that dressing room every day. Um, but it happened through LinkedIn and it happened from a result of my own hustling, not just on the field, but off the field. So LinkedIn is a, is a place where you can start. If you want more information step-by-step uh, step, specifically of how you can do this, go to the Train Effective YouTube channel and look at day 98 of the 100-day challenge on the Train Effective YouTube channel. That's the advice I'd give there. Last thing I want to end up with, guys, is this. At the end of the day, my Train Effective fam, you have to be good enough. You have to be. You cannot hack your way into becoming a pro, okay? You can do all the steps that I listed here, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to go through many steps in order to one day become a professional footballer, if that's your goal, if that's your aim. And there are a lot of gatekeepers along the way that you need to get past, okay? Gatekeeper number one is a football uh, scout, an agent or whatever. and you might pass that, but if the coach doesn't agree with you, uh, a coach who doesn't agree with a scout, uh, then you're not going to get into a football club. It's simple as that. And at the end of the day, a football coach has to think that you're good enough to play at the level that they play at, whether you want to be professional, 
whether you want to play in the best best youth team in your area, whether you want to play in college, whether you want to play in university, whatever. If you're not good good enough for that level, you just won't play. You just won't make it there. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm pulling from both both sides here. On one hand, if you're not good enough, you're not talented enough, talent is out of the question. If you haven't worked hard enough, talented enough, then you're not going to get in the club. On the other hand, you also have to try enough times in order to make sure, let's say, that the feedback that you're getting is consistent, that you, you need to you need to improve on certain aspects. Maybe you've 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 trained with a few different, let's say, high-level clubs, and you know yourself that you do need to improve a couple of things. And you have to pull from both ways. Know that you must be good enough. And also know what you need to improve in order to do what you need to do, make it. And that's why I always refer back, guys, to 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours. And what I always refer to, I started at a level like this, never got noticed by any coaches at that, at that high level. But here I was later getting these professional club trials and later playing semi-professionally and later doing this 100-day challenge when I really, guys, like I started from here. And that's when I was 16, when most of you guys think of quitting the game because you're too old. Uh, but that's when I when I really started, started trying to become a, a professional and applying the 10,000-hour rule to my game. And that's why I preach it so much. So you, gotta, you guys got to keep that in mind. And you need to put in the work. This doesn't happen overnight. You can't just magically contact a club, magically contact an agent, or magically go to an open trial and expect that, oh, you're going to get somewhere. It takes work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. And this game is not easy. So keep that in mind. Guys, that is my uh, seven, seven ways to get a football trial. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. Uh, this is just all my honest experiences from all the times I've done football trials. And I hope, I really hope that I gave you value. I will take one or two questions. Before taking one or two questions, I will recap. Because <laughs> Anas just asked for uh, a recap. Number one way. Okay, bef- it, before you do the seven steps, make sure you got a football CV, a cover letter, and a great highlight video. As I said before, if you need reference to a good highlight video, just Google Nick Humphreys highlight video 2010. This is, just copy that. Just copy the format of that. Once you are, once you are armed with those three tools, then follow the seven ways to get a soccer child. Football scouts is number one. Number two, football agents. Number three, football child days and football camps. Number four, email. Number five, private full-time football academies. Number six, uh, football coaches, personal connections or mentors. And number seven is LinkedIn. But above all, work hard. Follow the 10,000-hour rule. Keep consistent. Work. Work and give your best even when you think nobody's watching because somebody, somebody might just be peeking. Somebody, guys, might just be peeking through the bushes because they're seeing this guy train individually or they're seeing this game being played. The way I prepared for an open trial, um, you might've seen this in the 100 day challenge 
is I trained roughly 50 to 60 days before I, I took part in any, any kind of tryout stage. The, the 50, 60, 60 days that I did, that's approximately, uh, uh, what, six weeks or so, six or seven weeks. I made sure I had a specific training plan that would prepare me for trials. Um, so I was training every day. The, the first 30 days was focused on building a foundation of my fitness and my, my, uh, my technical abilities. Day 30 to 50 was focused on applying that to trainings and matches. And so when I had from day 51 to day 60, a lot of trials, I knew I was ready, I was prepared. And in my heart, I felt like this is my chance to shine. Now, everybody is different. You got to make your own plan, your own schedule. I, I, I was a pretty good fitness level already when I started the 100 day challenge, but maybe some of you can hardly run five kilometers. So you got to assess your own abilities and maybe, you know, you need six months to prepare because you really need to get in shape and you really need to improve on a few fundamental things before you can take your game to open trial um, and really gain your confidence. So this is a very personal question. Any other questions, guys? I can take one more. <clears throat> Santo also asks, should I ask a semi-professional team just to train? And this is what he asks. Should I ask, should I ask a semi-professional professional team just to train even though i'm not at their level uh this is a, a good question so i'm going to answer this question in two different ways one way if i was young i would i would contact the semi-professional team even if i'm not at their level simply because i know playing with better players is one of the fastest ways i will improve myself as a as a player high level players are going to be playing much faster than you, they're going to make way quicker decisions, and that's how they're going to they're going to play. Um, and if you can get a a chance to do so, then maybe you should take it. But here's my advice on that: if you don't perform well, if you c- completely make a mess of things because you're completely unfit, completely unprepared, completely don't have the mentality to last ninety minutes on a field or in a training session, then you've just made a bad impression to that coach. First impressions mean everything, especially in football. Um, so you have to, you have to think about that. Are you ready to play in a semi-professional environment? By the, by the sounds of it, you're not. So you really need to, there's no shortcut to success, mate. Like you have to put in the work first. And then when you're ready, when you feel you're ready, then take that chance with the high level club. Um, and that's my advice on that. Okay. Know when you're ready and make sure you're doing everything possible that you work your hardest and you know, you're ready for opportunity and you're not going to make, uh, or you're giving yourself the least opportunity, the most opportunity, let's say to not make a, a bad first impression. So guys, um, that was my advice for the day. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, I, I enjoy giving these kind of talks. Yeah. Effective FC. Let's do it. Let's do it. And stay effective, guys.